The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! You think he's gone? He's not gone! That's the whole point! He's never gone! Is this some radical new therapy? You see? <laughs> well, I must have not been paying attention When you were just talking to me Do you think that you could repeat the question? Show on the road, shall we? All right. Hi, how you guys doing? My name is Tom Duggan here at the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, atop Two Guys Smoke Shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. I want to start the show by thanking my sponsors, Matt McLennan, Sam, and Janet, and everybody over at McLennan Real Estate in Methuen um, on Broadway, AFC Urgent Care. They're both, by the way, going to be, uh, no, actually, they're not both going to be at the bash. Matt can't come to the bash, but he's got a really good reason why he can't be there. Okay. Um, he's going to the Joan Jett concert. And at her age, she still looks pretty hot. So if I had my choice and it wasn't my bash and I had a choice between a bash and a Joan Jett concert, I'd probably be going to that Fine. too. Uh, AFC Urgent Care, um, Zaka and Lisa Williams and her husband are going to be joining us at the bash. So we appreciate that. Uh, Marsan and Sun Construction, Ronnie Marsan, also joining us at the bash. So if you come to this event that we're going to have a week from tomorrow on April 8th, the Valley Patriots 18th anniversary bash, you're going to get to meet our sponsors. You're going to meet, get to meet our writers. I'm going to talk slower. I realize I'm just breezing through this. <laughs> it's the beginning of the show and I'm already breathless. It's okay. You're going to get to meet our, our, our writers. You're going to get to meet our sponsors. You're going to get to meet people in the community. We've got, uh, we'll get to the other thing. Uh, EIS Investigation, they are also coming to the bash. Borelli's Deli, we sent a couple of tickets to Don Smiriglio over at Borelli's Deli. We'd love to have him in the room. Uh, but, you know, he might be busy making sausages, and I have to have my sausages, so I don't know which one's more important. <laughs> you know, like, like, would I be better with him staying home making my sausages, or would I be better with him in the, at the bash? I think we would rather have him at the bash having a good yeah. time, I think so. Can wait uh, on Tomo and Shaken Food, there's a new restaurant across from Tomo's. It used to be Happy Crab. Now it's yep. shaken food, and I went in there and said, uh, the day they changed, they just happened to be going by when they were putting the new sign up, and I said, boy, Happy Crab was advertising with us, and you guys are brand new, and I'll give you the same deal I was giving them, and it's a great deal, too, mm-hmm. uh, a crossover package between advertising in the paper and then adver- uh, sponsoring this program, and they said, yep, we're in, Tom. We like the idea. So Tomo and shaken food, shaken Shake seafood. seafood. Right down the street on 28. Clear Path for Veterans New England, who are going to be the recipients of 
the uh, raffle money at the Valley Patriot Bash. We're going to be making a donation to them. A free shout-out for Sullivan Insurance and, a, and a, a, our most recent sponsor, Lazy River Products in Draken. Now, Lazy River Products, it's a cannabis store. So you can go and you can get gummies. You can get pre-rolled cannabis. There, I think they have THC stuff. I haven't been in there yet. Um, but I'm going to be doing a tour, I think, uh, right after the bash. I'm going to be doing a nice story in the Valley Patriot uh, about them. So I got a couple of things I want to talk about today. <clears throat> if I can keep my voice for some reason. I do want to say I appreciate um, Eric Spagnoli and Phil Sullivan and all of the comedians that came in last Friday. We, I came up with this idea because I grew up at a time when like telethons were big, the Jerry Lewis telethon for Labor Day. And they were always like when AIDS first happened, there were AIDS telethons all the time. And they'd have celebrities answering phones and stuff. And so I came up with this idea, which turned out to be a miserable failure. But I came up with this idea that, like, we have this podcast. We have the, the vehicle to do, like, a, a telethon-type thing to raise money for the scholarships. So all the comedians showed up, which was great. And the other thing that we learned that night was that people came. We had about 40 people here, 30 or 40 people in, in the room. So we learned that if we throw a comedy night, the comedians will come. And the audience will come. But what we didn't get was any donations for the scholarships. And that was really the kind of the whole purpose. So I had a blast because the comedians were hilarious, I thought. It was, and I hate to say this because I know they're going to be watching this. To me, the funniest part of the night, and if you go back and you watch it, it's on the Valley Patriot Facebook page. For me, the funniest part of the night was watching these amateur comedians get up here and react to the audience not reacting to their jokes. Like when they told a joke and they were waiting for the audience to react and there was like this lag before they, before they got the joke, watching the horror on their face that someone might not laugh at their joke was fucking hilarious. <laughs> and I was laughing more at that than anything because when we have our bash, we have people who screw up their lines. Like Al Caprilian screws up his, line every, his lines every year at the bash. And that's usually the funniest part of the bash is when he's screwing up his lines. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to thank the, the comedians who came. I want to thank um, Mike Gorman, everybody at TMF who came, and, Mike, and uh, Joe Solomon. Everybody who came brought pizza, had a good night. We all went to uh, Tomo's afterwards for sushi. And it was a good night. We just didn't raise any money for the scholarships. And I want to say I'd rather have done it and failed than for the next four weeks, be wondering if we couldn't have raised another $1,000 for the scholarship right. kids. And so now at least I don't have to walk. At the end of the bash, I always like to th- think I left everything on the field, that I raised as much money as I could for the scholarships. We gave out as many awards as we could to good and deserving people. And, and I like to think that I left everything on the field. And so this year, even though we didn't make any money on the telethon comedy thing idea, um, at least I know I left it on the field. Like we tried, mm-hmm. we all came and we all, we made a, a good effort out of it and we got, we got nothing. Um, I do want to talk about, uh, the, we'll get to the scholarships in a second. Well, should I do the scholarships first or Ukraine first? Hmm. We, well, we're, we're in this vein. Let's go with the scholarships. Yeah. So the, uh, the event is April 8th. It's a week from tomorrow. I can't believe it came up so fast. It's the Valley Patriots 18th anniversary bash. Mm-hmm. Prior to COVID, we did this every year. We got shut down twice because of COVID, because of all the hysteria. Everybody's worried they're going to die if they didn't have a vaccine and all this other stuff. All this other nonsense. Um, we got a call, in, I think in January, late January too, because we didn't have a lot of time, that the Relief Sin was ready to have events again. And, and I couldn't have been more thrilled. When I hung up the phone, I was like, oh my God, the possibilities now are great. Um, we are going to have 
comedian. We're going to have... So this is guy, Debo Brown. I'm sure you, the, my, regular, my regular viewers know who I'm talking about, who absolutely friggin' hates me. And the guy does nothing but trash me on Facebook all the time. And no matter what I do, I go out in the community, I'll go to a shooting, I'll go to a fire, I'll go to an accident, and he's on Facebook trashing me. So I, I started thinking, since this is a night of amnesty, and that's what we always build the Valley Patriot Bash as. Whether we like you, we don't like you, we get along politically, whatever. Everybody's welcome. We're all trying to help the community. So I said, in that vein, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to invite Debo Brown to come to the bash and roast me. Because who better to roast me than someone who really hates me? Because he'll have some really good vicious stuff. And hopefully it will be funny. Now, if it's vicious and it's not funny, he's going to have to deal with my mom. Because she's going to be sitting in the front row. And trust me, you'd rather deal with me than deal with my mom when it comes to situations like that. Um, <coughs> oh, boy. <coughs> I've had this gravel in my throat for the last couple of days. It's been driving me crazy. And I hope, I'm, I hope it's not going to screw me up to be able to speak at the bash because my keynote speak at the bash every year, it's usually hilarious because I'm usually really lit by the time we get to my speech. Um, so... Uh, we're going to have uh, Debo Brown. We also, by the way, I got notified this week that we have two candidates for governor coming to this event. So um, that, that will be interesting. I've had a couple of candidates call and say, can we come? Well, of course you can come. Anybody can come. Well, can we speak? And I've told everybody the same thing. No politics. If you want to get up and show for the scholarships and introduce yourself as a candidate for governor, a candidate for Congress, whatever, that's fine. And if you want to get up and you want to like thank somebody deserving in the room or you want to help us present an award or you want to write a check, which would be even better for the scholarship kids, uh, you're welcome to come and we'll give you a microphone for a couple seconds and we'll let you speak. Um, we have a new tote board and you have it in front of you, but I don't. So give me one second to pull it up because you would think I'd have it ready, but like everything else. All right, here we go. So here's our new tote board. This is actually as of like an hour before we came into the show. The Lawrence, now, our goal for these scholarships was 5000 per kid. And when I set the goal for 5000 per kid, we only had five scholarships. I was pretty sure we could raise twenty five grand, And everybody was telling me, no, 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 that's too much, Tom. Everybody else gives like 1000 Why are you going overboard? Well, that's my personality. My personality is leave everything on the field, as I said a few minutes ago. Go out there and try and do everything. Give 110% and try and get everything you possibly can. And then we ended up adding the Methuen High School Studio 21 Podcast Cafe Scholarship because Dave Garafalo came out after my show one day and handed me a check for 2100 bucks and said, I want to start a communication scholarship. So, uh, we had then, so we had six scholarships. And then we found out that there was a special needs kid that was going to college, a kid that never thought she'd be able to go to college, a kid whose parents and grandparents never thought she'd go to college. And she's going to First Institute in Florida. And, uh, and so she called me like uh, four or five weeks ago and said, she didn't call me, a family member called me and said, do you think you could do something for a special needs kid? I know you're doing all these scholarships, but do you think you just do something? Any little will help. So uh, normally I would have said no, but because we haven't had a bash in two years and there's a lot of need in the community that has gone unserved, I said, you know what, whatever, put her on the scholarship list. Let's see if we can't raise her some money. Here's, what, here's our scholarship so far. Lawrence High Junior ROTC, we're at $3,450. So we're about, remember I went to Lawrence High, my math's not that good. So we're about $1,550, if I have that right, short of our $5,000 goal. 
goal for the junior ROTC. Now, I have to tell you, every year, this is usually the highest scholarship. Usually, the junior ROTC scholarship is the one that brings in the most. We have a lot of people who are family members of veterans who normally kick in for this. And um, $3,450 is still pretty good. It's not where we normally are, though, a week before a bash for the Lawrence High Junior ROTC. So if you're a Lawrence High alumni, if you're a veteran, if you're a family member of a veteran, consider kicking in for this scholarship, even if it's 10 bucks, You can Venmo me. You can PayPal me. You can drop a check in the mail. Um, we've had 137 donors. I counted them up last night. 137 people have donated to these scholarships. Now, if another 100 people kicked in $10, it's another $1,000. Do I have that right? With my long time math, 100 people kick in a thousand, kick in ten dollars. Yeah, that's a thousand dollars, right? <sighs> I should have taken a remedial class in math when I got to college after I graduated Lawrence High. Um, here we am giving money to a kid from Lawrence High while I'm denigrating Lawrence High at the same time. <laughs> what are you gonna do, right? Uh, okay, Greater Lawrence Tech. This is being split by two girls, they're twins. And I want to thank Jessica Finnecaro for picking um, our winners this year, as she does every year. She does a great job. Even when we're mad at each other, there's times when we, don't go, we go like a year without speaking because she's got very different ideas about, about life and politics than I do, and sometimes we just, we, we, we're in opposite corners. But she did a great job picking these two kids, and we're almost at our goal for the Greater Lawrence Tech. And again, they're going to be splitting this, so really this is like being cut in half once we give the money out. $4,545. So we're about $455 away from our goal. That's like, if a, if a bunch of people kick in 20 bucks, that's like, that, that gets done in a couple of days. The Haverhill High Michelle DeLuca Benedetti Scholarship has a new scholarship attached to it. Last night, we found out from Jerry Flynn, who is a uh, board member of the New England Police Benevolent Association. He's been here on this show to talk about police stuff. Uh, the New England Police Benevolent Association is going to kick in $1,000 in the name of my good friend who passed away last year, Dan Strange, who comes to this bash every year. He raises us at least three or four grand for the scholarships every year. He helps us get our speakers. He also used to get us uh, our award winners for the Officer Tom Duggan Hero Police Award because he knows a ton of state troopers and he knows uh, a ton of guys in federal and state law enforcement. And so every year he'd call me and say, boy, have I got a guy for you that really deserves an award. And, um, and we, we, he, he passed away. He died of cancer last year. And we, th we actually thought he was going to make it. He called me from his, his, um, his hospital bed and told me how he was feeling so great one day. He's like, Tom, I just, I feel so great. And, you know, I think I'm going to beat this. And the next day he died. And I've read things about this. Like people like right before they die, they get this like feeling of euphoria or something. So I probably should have figured that out when it happened. But boy, I miss Dan. He used to call me every single day in my office. Every day he'd call me for something. And it was usually asking me for a favor to help someone else. It was never to help himself. It was always, hey, listen, I got this homeless guy that I really need to get help. I got this veteran that really needs help. Do you think you can make some phone calls and help him out? And so now we don't have Dan anymore. So the Michelle DeLuca Benedetti Scholarship and the Dan Strange Scholarship is going to go to Maxwell Bork of Haverhill High School. He's got $3,785. Our Whittier Tech Scholarship, this is our lowest one. And I'm I, I not really sure why this is our lowest one. We usually do pretty good with the Whittier Scholarship, Whittier Tech. Uh, $2,550 for Grace Parsons. I see that I've got a... Um, 
I see that I've got a math mistake here on, uh, not a math mistake, but I just, I, I typed it in wrong. So let me get to Dan Cody's real numbers. The Dan Cody scholarship is, let me just pull it up here. It's amazing that I actually even have this organized the way that I do. $5,815. So get, forget the seven after the five. It's $5,815. So we've well made our goal on the Dan Cody scholarship. But now that we're at 5700 my new goal is 7000 for that scholarship. Because if we can make that kind of money all the way up to a week before the bash, we ought to be able to pull another 1000 or two out of the community, I think, to help. And this is going to go, this was started by Al Velo, who uh, was friends with Dan Cody when he died, and started the scholarship saying that he wanted to try and keep it going every year until Dan Cody's kids graduated high school so that maybe they could get this scholarship. And this year, that's going to happen. Patrick Cody is is graduating from high school, and we're going to give him his father's scholarship that has gone to other people up until now. And I think that's going to be a really special part of the night. We have a couple things that are going to be really special in in the room. Uh, We're going to surprise a lot of people with um, some surprise checks and maybe even a couple of things that we've done for them in the community. Uh, the Methuen High Studio 21 Podcast Cafe Scholarship. We are now up to $3,250. And that's pretty good because we started with 2100 with a check from Dave Garofalo. And when he gave me the money, I thought, you know, that's probably going to be the only money we're going to give for this scholarship because it's a brand new scholarship. But because we picked a kid from Methuen, I've been able to coerce all the Methuen uh, elected officials into kicking in. Like I called all of them and said, hey, look, I know you're coming to Bash. I know you support us every year. Instead of sponsoring us, can you give money to the Methuen High kid? And the two kids from the Vogue are also from Methuen. So I've also made some phone calls to Methuen officials. Like DJ Borga gave us $100 for all three. Awesome. She said, I'm going to give $100 for the Methuen High kid. And because there's two kids splitting the Vogue scholarship, I'm going to give 200 to that scholarship. They can, they can, so it's 100 for each kid. So if you're, if you're a Methuen official and you haven't kicked in for this, even if you don't like me, it's not about me because I'm not getting the money, right? If you're a Methuen official and, and, and we don't get along and I haven't called you, I haven't made a pitch, reach out to me. I'll take, I'll take your check. It's going for a good cause. And I don't care if it's Steve Saber. I don't care if it's Jim McCarty, although that would really hurt. If it was Jim McCarty, that would really hurt. But even if it was Jim McCarty, if Jim McCarty called me and said, Tom, I want to give $100 to the scholarship and I want to come up and help present it, I would let him do that. If Neil Perry said, I, if Jim Jajuga showed up at the door with a check for $100 for a kid, we'd let him do the presentation. Because this is a night for other people. It's not about me, and it's not about you. It's not about politics. It's not about who doesn't like who and who doesn't get along politically. This is about people in the community showing that we're above the rest of this federal bullshit that's going on all over the country, where people can't even be friends because they don't agree on politics. We want to put them to shame and be an example for them in the Merrimack Valley and say, hey, there's a lot of people in this room that don't like each other. There's a lot of people in this room that don't like me. And I'm always amazed when I get up to the microphone at the beginning of the night because I look around to see who, who in this room really can't stand me and won't say hi to me tomorrow if I run into them. And it's usually like about a third of the room. And I'm always tickled by that. That, that's like, that's one of the, that gives me great pleasure when I stand up there and see so many people in the room that don't really like me but we're willing to put aside their hatred or the dislike for me to come do something good. So our total, oh, we, uh, the special needs scholarship is at 2660 So our total, for five weeks, we've been raising money on Facebook and making phone calls, $26,055. I think that's pretty good. And, and if it ends here and we don't get one more donation, I think we did pretty good. I think we did all right. Now, our goal is 35000 Our goal is 5000 per kid. I still think we can get there. 
Um, most of the people in my inner circle seem to think that we've topped off and that, that we're not going to be able to get there. But the phone keeps ringing. The phone keeps ringing. We got another donation again this morning. It was a small one for $50. I think we got a $10 donation last night. All of that helps. Every drop in the bucket fills the bucket. And like I said, 137 donors. If everybody who gave less than $50 didn't give, these numbers would be in half. Because most of the, uh, the vast majority, I'd say maybe 80% of the people who donated to these scholarships gave $50 or less. So uh, whatever donation, we take Venmo, we take PayPal, we take Cash App. Um, if you do PayPal, please do friends and family so they don't take a fee. Um, Venmo and, and Cash App take a fee. <clears throat> and right now I'm kicking you out of pocket to, 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 to fill the gap. So they take 3%. So if you give $100, they're only taking $3. But if 100 people do that, I'm kicking $300 in out, of my, out of my pocket. And I don't mind that because that's why we have the door money and the other half of the 50-50 money. We, so we, 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 all the money that comes in does get used. We are spending a little bit of money. We have a little bit of expenses. Um, we're paying for the awards. Henry's Jewelry and Awards on Essex Street kicks in their profit. So they, they charge us their cost for the materials, and they do the engraving for us for free, but we still have to pay for the materials. And the, and the, um, the little things like the cutlery and the, the tablecloths and stuff, but it adds up. It comes up, I think, you know, we, we might have maybe $2,000 in, in, um, in expenses before it's all over. But that, again, that's why we have the door money and the 50-50 money and the raffle money, so that we can, we can do those things, and it's not coming out of the scholarships. And whenever somebody calls and says, what should I give to? Should I give to a scholarship? Should I do a sponsorship? Should I, should I, should I do something for TMF, uh, the group that helps the homeless? I, I always start off with pick the kid that's got the lowest amount on the scholarship list and give to that kid. So we have, we've been able to raise a little bit more money on the, um, on the uh, Whittier scholarship in the last couple of days because I've been pushing people. And if someone makes a donation and doesn't specify where it's going to go, I'm going to give it to the kid that's got the lowest amount on the, on the list because we're trying to get all these up. So, all right. So that's it for the bash. Uh, was, I, I know I had an announcement about the bash, but I can't remember what it is. Something to do with about a special appearance by somebody who's really famous, but I can't remember. You're going to have to come to the show, I guess, and find out, I guess. I'm, I'm heartbroken that Al Caprillion can't, can't join us this year. Because he's always a lot of fun. He always opens the show with, good evening. And then he makes everybody like say it back like a hundred times till they get it right. Which is hilarious it, because it's Al Caprillion. So um, he's not going to be with us this year. And uh, that's, that's going to be between losing Chris Eldridge, losing Dan Strange, and now not having Al Caprillion coming. It's, gonna be, it's not going to be the same, but we're going to have a good time anyway. And hopefully in the next bash for next year... Chris Eldridge will smarten up and he'll come back and Al Caprillion will smarten up and he'll come back and Dan Strange will always be with us in spirit and hopefully we don't lose anybody else. You know who else we lost over the last year before I move on? And I know I'm not going to have any time now to talk about the things I wanted to. Um, Joe Carroll. Joe Carroll used to work for the city. His brother was a police officer. He worked for, I think, DPW. Lived across the street from me for years. I know his daughters. Um, I, his son-in-law is the police chief in Lawrence. He came to this bash every year. And when I would deliver papers, I'd stop at Bobby Sheehan's at Sheehan's Towing to drop off his papers. And Joe Carroll would be like, do you have the tickets yet? Did you print the tickets up? We're going to the bash this year. And he always came in with an Irish hat, with a, a green hat with an Irish flag on. And at some point during the night, he'd walk up to the stage and he'd, and he'd put it on my head. And I'd be wearing his, his hat for the rest of the night. 
and he passed away um, shortly. Uh, well, I'm going to say my times are always off because I don't sleep, right? So uh, within the last year, I would say, maybe it was a little longer, but it just seems like yesterday for me that he passed. Um, So there's a lot of good people who have helped us and have been with us from the beginning that aren't with us anymore. And we'll we'll talk a little bit about some of them the night of the bash. But this is really going to be a good night. We're giving out nine awards. We started with two. And I said this year I'm only giving two awards because I want to spend all of my time on scholarships. And then we found out about some police officers and firefighters that did some really heroic stuff. And I'll even tell you, because I know they're not watching, um, two police officers and three firefighters saved Kyle Farrington's life last year when he was involved in a shootout with a bunch of scumbags. And they got in their car and they drove over him, and then they backed up over him again. And his leg was hanging off, and they had to put a tourniquet on him, and they thought he was going to die. And by all right, I've seen some of the photos of the scene. By all right, nobody, nobody should have lived through that. Nobody, I watched that and I just said, there's just, there's nobody, forget that it's a cop, there's nobody that, that, could, that should, should have lived through that. Carl Farrington not only lived through it, but he's on his way to rehab, and um, we're going to honor the five guys that saved his life that night. So we're going to do, end up doing nine awards, and we're going to end up doing eight, uh, seven scholarships for eight kids, and we'd really like to have everybody in the room. Like, the most important thing is to have people there cheering on these people as they're getting their award to thank them for what they've done. All right, so that's the end of the show now, right? I got nothing. I, I wanted to talk about my editorial, and I wanted to talk about Ukraine, which one we only have time for one. So Let's go with the education. I want to know how you were proven oh, right. God, this is just so awesome. And I wish I had a whole show to do this. And I, I may come in, and I may, do, I, I may do another show on this, too. So I did a show about maybe two or three weeks ago, about how Methuen High School and the Methuen schools were going to interfere with the way kids uh, celebrated Valentine's Day, right? So that was February, so it was like maybe three or four weeks ago. What they decided was, because this is what public educators, so-called educators, do all the time, is they, they, they have to interfere with the way kids socialize. They have to indoctrinate children to make sure that they're, that they're playing the way the, uh, the way the woke educators want them to play that they're using the words that the woke educators want them to use, and that they're celebrating holidays the way that the woke educators want them to celebrate. So they decided this year that they're going to wipe out Valentine's Day because, you know, it's good, and we got to get rid of anything that's good, right? And they were going to replace it with Spirit Day. And, of course, you know, Spirit Day really means whatever the woke educators want it to mean. By the time they're done, Spirit Day will be about transgender bathrooms. We all know that that's the direction that they're going to go in because that's what they do. And, and the proof is, put on CNN tonight and watch all the public school educators crying and whining about the new law in Florida about not teaching sex to kids in, like, third grade. And at the same time, while they're saying we're not teaching sex to kids in third grade, they're also morally outraged that there's a law being passed that you can't teach sex to kids in third grade. So you figure it out for yourself. You're pretty bright, right? So I came on this show and I wrote an editorial saying basically – that these public school teachers, not all of them, right? I shouldn't have to stop and say not all, but people hear what they want to hear, so I'm going to make sure I indoctrinate myself. There are some good teachers, but on the whole, they're failing our children. They're just, they're, that they are. They can't even teach these kids adequately enough in the subject we're teaching them to teach, and yet they consistently think that it's their job to teach kids about humanity and spirit day and removing Christmas and Halloween and Valentine's Day. And all of these things sound really kind of minor and petty when you first hear it. 
But when you realize the agenda behind it is really just to try and destroy any American tradition and to indoctrinate kids to think about these things the way they want you to think about them based on their own politics. Well, came on and I said all of those things. I put them in my editorial and our lesbian columnist, Danny Langevin, who, by the way, I love Danny Langevin, wrote the most scathing anti-Tom Duggan, anti-Valley Patriot editorial we've had in maybe about 10 years. She went up one side of us and down the other in her editorial, and she's very, very upset, and I wanted to read a couple things that she said. Um, According to her, my editorial, our editorial, and by the way, just as a little side note, I don't always write the editorial. It's usually a group effort between me and two other people. I happened to write the majority of this editorial because I had just done a show about it, so I was all fired up. Um, she's, she's all worked up. She says, uh, quoting us now, that beautiful, ugly term indoctrinate was thrown in for good measure in, in my editorial. This is the vocabulary flavor of the month. This is what people use to scare parents into thinking that we as educators have some nefarious reason to do what we do and that we have some sort of superhuman power to change the thought process of your children. If teachers could indoctrinate, as I believe you understand the word to mean, we'd control the world. Newsflash. You do. Newsflash. Like, this is brand new to Danny Langevin. Again, we disagree. I love her to death, but we disagree on this. This is new to you? That because of all the indoctrination in our public schools, we have two or three entire generations who know nothing about the Constitution, who favor socialism, who think it's the government's job to tell people what to do, who think that, that, that the Second Amendment doesn't guarantee the right of an individual to carry a gun to protect themselves. You do, and you are. You are indoctrinating kids. And this editorial proves it. She goes through this editorial, and she says, why should we... Uh, She says the Valley Patriot editorial states that we should let kids do what they want to do. But if we do that, they'll all turn into Kyle Rittenhouse and go out and shoot people. Get it? You guys get it yet? If you don't agree with me, you're a Nazi. If you don't agree with me, you're a bad person. These are the people teaching your children. These are the people teaching your children. At the same time, they're saying they're not indoctrinating their children. They're indoctrinating your children. And when someone like me comes along and says, you know, Valentine's Day, it's kind of a thing kids should be able to celebrate on their own. To her, that's no different than Kyle Rittenhouse going out and shooting people. Because kids might decide to celebrate Valentine's Day in a way that Danny Langevin and all these left-wing teachers and so-called educators don't want them to. They They might want to celebrate heterosexual Valentine's Day. A boy might want to give us a, give a Valentine card to a girl. We can't have that. So they have to step in and they have to indoctrinate your kids. And she says in her editorial, I mean, she, she, she spells it out really clear. She says, the fact that this editorial is about Valentine's Day makes it laughable. Valentine's Day is not even a holiday. But it's, but it's a, and she's quoting me, a day for romance, says the author of the editorial. Romance is an, in, romance in elementary school, she asks. How would you feel if a teacher brought up the subject of romance in their in their elementary school classroom. I'm sure parents wouldn't be happy by that, she says. Yet here it is being offered by an adult in a newspaper to children. And if you want to go with the romance theme, what if a little girl gave, a, gave another little girl 
a, a Valentine's Day card or a little boy gave another boy a Valentine's Day card. Is that type of romance prohibited or accepted? Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. I wouldn't give two shits if a, if a little boy in third grade wanted to give another little boy in third grade a Valentine card. I wouldn't give two shits if a girl in first grade wanted to give another girl in first grade a Valentine card. What I would give a shit about is if the teacher told the kid that the girl has to give a Valentine card to a girl because of their politics or a boy has to give a Valentine card to a boy because of their politics. That I would mind. But this is where she draws the line at romance. So let me see if I have this right. It's okay for public school educators to take your 12-year-old daughter for an abortion without your consent or your knowledge. That's okay. It's okay to give kids in fifth grade condoms and teach them about sex. That's okay. It's okay to teach children in third grade about transgenders and hermaphrodites. That's okay. And it's okay to teach kids in middle school and below about homosexuality and transgenders and and all the other non-binary bullcrap. That's okay, too. But teaching romance to kids on Valentine's Day, that's where she draws the line? That's where the woke educators draw the line. It's on romance. It's on something good. It's on something pure. It's on something wholesome. They can't have that. They've got to pervert every single thing that they do. Because it's all about politics. And she goes through here and she says in her, in her editorial, which was very well written, by the way. I would expect that from a teacher. She says that, um, uh, where is it? Let me see if I can just find it real quick. Um, I had one more point on this and now I can't find it. But this is what you're dealing with with, with, your public school te- with your public school teachers. On the one hand, they're claiming they're not indoctrinating your children. That's just, that's just political talking points. It's, it's, it's a fantasy. It's not really happening. And on the other hand, she's all upset because we in our editorial put the idea out in the public that kids should be able to make up their own mind about these things. To her, you can't have that. Because to her, her job... Oh, she says in her editorial, I remember what I was going to say. She said in her editorial that their job as teachers is to teach children about humility and humanity. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. Those are very subjective terms. Those are subjective terms like morality is a subjective term. It's up to the parents to teach kids about humility and humanity. It's about the parents. It's the parents' job to teach them about morals. Not the teachers. Because if you leave it to the teachers, the teachers are all a bunch of perverts who want to talk to your kids about sex. I honestly think that there's something very wrong with any grown-up who wants to talk to children about sex. And all of these people who are pushing on this political agenda, they're sick. They're just sick. Now, when this editorial came out in the Valley Patriot, and of course we answered it with our editorial, I had several emails from people who said, that we should fire Danny Langevin from the Valley Patriot for the way she attacked the paper that she's writing in, and several who said that we should contact the Methuen schools and we should try and get her fired from her job if this is the way she behaves with children. I reject both of those ideas. I am a First Amendment absolutist. I believe the Constitution says what it means and means what it says. She has every right to have these political views and express them in public, even in my paper, even if she's attacking me, without losing her job. We have to stop the bullshit 
of take of, of punishing people for speech we don't like by trying to stop them from making an income. Now, I hated every single word in her goddamn editorial. I hated every single bit of it. And when my editors looked at it, they said, you're not publishing this, are you? I said, I'm going to publish every fucking word of it. Absolutely, I'm going to publish it. Because I guarantee you, at least one third of my readers will probably agree with her. And they need to hear both sides of the story. We gave our side. She's giving her side. We're going to give a response. But it's up to the people who are reading it. To My job isn't to convince you I'm right. My job is to present another side and let you figure it out for yourself. That's the difference between a conservative and a liberal. The conservative wants to argue and debate and discuss and let the, let the subject be, be decided on the merits of the discussion. A liberal wants to attack you, call you a Nazi, say you're no better than Kyle Rittenhouse, and shut you down. She even says in here that um, she's very disturbed that uh, people like me have a, quote, license to, quote, abuse educators by pointing out the fact that they don't do their job. And they don't do the job. So if she had her way, the very paper that she's writing in would be shut down. If I had my way, there'd be a hundred more Danny Langevin's writing for us. You tell me who's right. Like, which, which side do you pick on that? Because I really am a First Amendment absolutist. And if she wants to write five more editorials calling me a homophobe and a Nazi and all the other things that she likes to call me for disagreeing with her and putting the idea out in the public that kids should be able to make their own minds up. Think about this. They're, they're allowed to make up their own mind about getting an abortion at 12. But at 13, they're not allowed to make the decision about how to celebrate Valentine's Day? How does that square? Like, put those two concepts together and try and figure out how someone could hold both of those views at the same time. Because I can't figure it out. I, I'm, and you know what? Nothing would make me happier than if Danny would take a day off from work and come here and yell at me in person and discuss it and debate it with me. Because she does make some good points in her editorial. She's just wrong about her overall, her overall view on it. So, anyways, we only have like two minutes left. I don't even know how that's possible. I wanted to talk a little bit about Ukraine. All I'm going to say is don't believe anything you see on CNN. Don't believe anything you see on Fox. Don't believe anything you see on One American Network. Don't believe anything you read in the Boston Globe, the New York Times, the LA Times, the Washington Post, any of them, conservative or liberal. Don't believe a word of it. Something's going on in Ukraine. People are being bombed. Russia's the one doing it. That much we know because we've got satellite images and we can see it happening. Everything else is bullshit. Everything else is bullshit. All the heart, the, 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 the pulling of the heartstrings with all these CNN, uh, uh, the, the poor girl with her, with her stuffed bear that doesn't have a head anymore and she's walking down the street with it. It's all meant to emotionally manipulate you to believe what they want you to believe. I don't know that Ukraine's the good guy in this. I don't know that Russia's the bad guy in this. It certainly looks that way, but we don't really know. We don't know if there, aren't, if there isn't a large groundswell of neo-Nazis in Ukraine and that Putin might not have a point in trying to you know, get rid of them. And we don't know that, that Ukraine's not 100%. I don't, I don't think anybody's 100% right on this one. But we don't know that maybe, maybe Ukraine's 100% right and they're just total victims in all this. But we can't make that decision yet because it's still happening. And just like in Vietnam, when we thought we got into a war because of the Gulf of Tonkin, that one of our ships were attacked, we find out 20 years later it was all staged. But the whole time we thought that was the reality. We need to have that mindset now with this Ukraine stuff. We don't know what we don't know. And our government is for sure, our government is lying to us. 
And for sure, Vladimir Putin's lying to us. And for sure, Ukraine is lying to us. And for absolute sure, the media is definitely lying to us. The one thing we know for sure is that we don't know. And so while you're watching all this, I would say, yes, feel bad for the people that are being hurt. Feel bad for the people who are being killed. But don't be emotionally manipulated by those images and to think something political. Don't buy into the narrative because five years from now, we might find out something very, very different. Five years from now, we might find out that these guys were maybe even making chemical or, or, uh, or nuclear weapons that they were going to unleash on somebody. And Putin put a stop to it. Now, I don't, think that's, I don't think that's the answer, but we just don't know, do we? And so all I'm going to say is on the Ukraine thing, sit back and wait. There's no need for us to make a decision. We're not involved and our troops aren't going over there, at least not as of yet. So let's just sit back and let's just wait. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors. Of course, we want to thank Chrissy because Chrissy's the best. Appreciate you, appreciate you coming in on uh, comedy night and going through. That was it was fun. Like it we was. had a lot of fun in the room. Yeah. Just that for some for some reason we didn't get one dollar. So uh, one, you can roll up, Mel. I want to thank uh, McLennan Real Estate Century Twenty One, AFC Urgent Care, Marsan and Son Construction, Borelli's Deli which I'm going to try really hard to get there before they close at 4 o'clock. I wish they'd stay open later than 4. Me too. It's so hard to get get there by 4. Yeah, I know. But I think they're open at like, what, like 5 in the morning or something crazy like that? So, you know, it's the end of their day for them. Tomo and Shaken Seafood, Clear Path for Veterans, New England, Sullivan Insurance, and Lazy River Products, Cannabis Products in Drakeit. Give them a try. I understand their prices are pretty good. And uh, I, I also understand that they have like other stuff like gummies and things. Don't hold me to that, but I think that they do. And if you do go there, please call me and let me know what you thought about their products because I'm going to write a story about it. Sounds like Melvin Taylor says we got to go home. But before you go home, April 8th at the Firefighters Relief Inn in Lawrence, 1 Market Street at 7 o'clock. It's a dinner. It's a comedy show. It's scholarships. It's awards. You want to come. You want to be in the room. You want to network. Melvin Taylor says you got to go home. So this time, go home already. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.